the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. Wow, Nike had a blowout quarter. That's nice to see. Not like I'm going to go rah, 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 shish, boom, ball, let's jump up and down. It's nice to see some companies are executing well, and they're not just limping along. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about much, much more as the day goes on. What's good for Nike is clearly good for exporting goods. On some levels, Under Armour tends to do very, very, very well at the same time. It's goofy to think about that there could be kind of a hand grenade effect where one explodes on the upside, helps the surrounding guys explode. Maybe not as much, but not too bad either. So what's on your financial mind today? Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. I'm Rob Black. Let's take a quick look at the numbers. Wall Street's had a very, very good run. So what's to note about that is you don't always have very, very good runs. So when it's on the upside, you don't get giddy. When it's on the downside, you don't get panicky. Runs will go both ways. We never tend to have the exact right price. Like if you were to say, what's the exact right price of Nike? I'd be like, well... You're going to sell it today, then today's the right price. You're going to sell it in five years, then it's probably on the cheap side. If you're going to sell it in a month, who knows? So you do have to go in those kind of directions, so to speak. we got the SP500 up 6, the Dow up 61, the NASDAQ up 13. It's an inefficient pricing mechanism on a day-by-day basis. Over time, it works itself through. I think Wall Street's driven by earnings in the long term. Some people tend to think that it's tied towards money flows. Obamacare, three years old. You got your free health care yet? Probably not. It's undergoing a period of rapid growth and development. Those still clinging to the nostalgic notion that once legislation is passed and signed into lawmaking stops. Think again. The single largest piece of regulation ever passed has grown to more than 20,000 pages. It stands seven feet tall. So the insurers are forecasting premium increases of up to 50% for some families. IBD compiled a list of 10 disturbing facts about Obamacare, most of which have to do with the unforeseen cost, while all of them point to the simple fact that this is a monstrous law and there's a lot of unknowns. It's going to be interesting to watch because 2014 is when we start getting some of the traction of the actions coming into place. People's premiums, they're not going to like it. They think that it's going to be a free program. A lot of people think Medicare, Medicaid is a free program. It's not. So know that that's common. You're going to be forced to pay for your health care. What will that do to our economy? Just like the bump up in payroll spending taxes, it slows things. If you're only bringing home $94 out of 100 instead of $96, you've got less to spend. Stocks are rising on amidst earnings reports. It's news out of Cyprus. The Cyprus story is about a week old now. 
The earnings out of Nike and Tiffany both very, very positive. Nike's up 9%. Tiffany's up 3% today. Talking about those two companies, you know, they're very different. One's clearly high-end retail, jewelry, and one's sporting goods. You know, I was getting some gasoline this morning, and a guy out of Manchester City uh, pullover on. And I'm like, interesting, right? Didn't have the Nike logo on it, but it did have a, a Reebok or somebody like that. So lawmakers in Cyprus are debating legislations on whether to unlock bailout funds needed to avoid a financial collapse. The ECB has said it's going to cut emergency funds for the banks in Cyprus after March 25th, unless it comes to an agreement with the so-called Troika. That's never, that just doesn't even sound attractive, does it? So the big indices yesterday took a tumble, stumble, bumble. Because of Cyprus, again, it's on one day it looks good, on the other day it looks bad. On the other day it looks good, on the other day it looks bad. We had some disappointing earnings and guidance yesterday from FedEx and Oracle. But today, Nike and Tiffany to the rescue. So those are the basic, real fast premise stories of the day that are out there. There's a new IPO out there called Marin Software. And Marin Software, there's also Marin, BioMarin. Marin's a pretty, pretty loved name in the world of investments, right? But Marin Software analyzes data tied towards search, mobile, cloud. It's got clients like Facebook. So they come public today. It's supposed to price at 9 bucks, then it prices at 12 bucks, and the first trade's at $19. Would I chase something like that? I wouldn't. I don't chase IPOs in their first year. It's not my style. It's not my thing. Sometimes I miss stuff. Hey, Google's first year was glorious. Facebook's first year was disastrous. So I don't chase. I don't know when I'm going to be right. I don't know when I'd be wrong, if you kind of get where I'm going at with that. Easter's right around the corner. Another holiday that we spend money on. That's interesting and fun to watch. What do we have to talk about today? Oh, the oh, the interesting thing about uh, Marin Software, sixty million in revenue. That's okay, right? Not even close. Not even close to earnings. So when you buy something like that, you're taking a chance that they'll be able to grow into it. Tipico Software reported first quarter earnings of eighteen cents a share. That was in line with expectations. It's cutting. The revenue guidance going forward due to execution challenges. Salesforce.com announced a four-for-one stock split. doesn't really change anything. Imagine the stock is a piece of paper. Rip up the paper in half, it's still 8 by 11. Rip it up into quarters, and it's still put them back together at 8 by 11. So, I don't know. I guess that's uh, all that we really, really need to know. How bad was your bracket buster with uh, Harvard last night? That had to hurt, right? Not really doing a grotesque bracket this year. I'm just doing one amongst friends, and it's very, very, very laid back. Um, I just didn't have a lot of time this year to watch all the games and the tournaments, which kind of have to get a feel for them. Monster Energy. Big old can of soda. Their shares are under pressure following an American Heart Association study finding that energy drinks may increase blood pressure and disturb the heart's natural rhythm. I'll drink a rock star to that. Dell likely getting some attention. That 45-day go shop period. Remember how they're going private? And they said, hey, we'll take ourselves private for X amount of dollars. But if anyone wants to offer another deal, you got 45 days to do it. Blackstone Group is considered the most likely to put forth a bid that would top the 1365 share set by Michael Dell and a group of investors. Apple in the news today, they're reportedly going to unveil the iPhone 5S and the iPad 5 on June 29. So now we're starting to get a date set on that. That would mark the sixth anniversary of the introduction of the original iPhone. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. I've got an event coming up, a retirement planning wealth preservation event, 6.30 to 9, Thursday, March 28th, in the Tech Mart in Santa Clara. The day before, KDOW's got a business expo going on. 
You can learn more about that at kdow.biz. Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Personal finance, real estate. Be very cautious when talking real estate with People who stand to benefit from said talk about real estate. Now, again, I know that's being cheeky of me, but buying a rental property in another state is a lot of work. Knowing the tax laws is a lot of work. Getting lucky and having a tenant stay there eh, two, three, four years at a time, a lot of work. I own a rental property in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I love it because i got a great rental company. Now, it hasn't always been that way because I had a bad tenant with a great rental company. Still equal to bad tenant. This was the house that when he left, the guy decides not to pay his bills for 90 days. You have to evict him. When he's not paying, you don't get your money back. Yeah, you may get a tax consequence that's beneficial, but trust me, it's when you're working off beneficial tax consequences from renters versus paying their bills on time, it's a pretty big difference. So he left and there was fecal matter on the walls that had to be cleaned up. And do you know what it's like to live in California and have your real estate company call you up and go, yeah, we need to paint. I was like, walls were just painted a year ago. And like, yeah, there's there's fecal matter, so we need to sanitize that too. And like, there's fecal matter, like flush it. No, it's 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 on the wall. So know that going in. Um, a lot of people, you know, I say it's hard to get a good tenant. It's hard to get a good management company that you trust. It's hard to get, and then it's in a different part of the country, and airfares go up. You can't always check on it. I like local real estate for a reason. I do. Now, again, I'm sending you some confusing messages. On one hand, I'm saying I like Raleigh. Trust me, if I could buy that again, I want it. I'd go a different direction. But I did when I was younger, and I'm glad that I held on to it. But it's been a chore. You know, it's difficult, it's difficult, it's difficult. You know what's easy to do? Get in the business of real estate and tell people that it's easy and how much money you're going to make. And you're using OPM, other people's money. As soon as dumb terms like that start getting thrown out, run. Do not walk, run in a different direction. So be cautious, you know, and people be like, Dallas is the hottest market. You know what the hottest market was in 2006? Phoenix. You know which one fell 50% from its highs, 60% from its highs? Phoenix and Vegas. You know who've recovered some, but are still 50% from those highs? Phoenix and Vegas. You know who's recovered? Investors. Not individual mom and pops who want to be the next Donald Trump. By the way, keep in mind, Donald Trump's declared bankruptcy numerous times in his life on his real estate ventures. How did he make his money? He inherited it. Now, he's a shameless promoter. That's awesome. How do like the Don Kings of the world stick around and be worth millions? Because they promote themselves, and you, you ultimately believe them. It's like Robert Kiyosaki. The way he's made money is convincing you to pay him for his secrets on how he made money. He says a lot of vague stuff. Put all your eggs in one basket. Then he'll say, diversify. And you're like, which one is it? And why are we carrying eggs around in a basket and not a carton? Like, he'll say things that just confuse you. 
and add no value. So be very, very cautious. I know someone who uh, was a mortgage lender. You know what his education was? Dropped out of high school. Do you want that guy telling you your options on one of the biggest financial decisions towards products that you'll ever make in your life? Or do you want someone that's got a little bit of schooling? Like, I like my realtors local. I don't like going with a big group. I don't like going with hot, new, sexy broker, real estate agent. Don't like it. I want to see someone who's been in the business for a while, who's been in one area. Because, let's face it, you're looking for one area, typically, to live in. You're not saying, find me a house on the peninsula. Find me a house in the East Bay. Because you don't want downtown Oakland. You may want Alameda. So you find an agent from Alameda. Maybe he's born and raised there. Hopefully he's got all his teeth. New requirement. My standards used to be 32 teeth. Now it's down to 30. So I'm down two. I might up that back up one, but we'll see. So business stories of the day. We've got the SP500 up eight. That's kind of nice to see. So we've had a little bit of chop this week with Cyprus, the country. Dow's up 79. The Nasdaq's up 15. 10-year Treasury sits at 1.94%. A couple weeks ago, it was cruising at 2. 2 and change. Now it's right back down to 1.9. In large part, Cyprus. Oh, my. Um, Tax time. Less than a month till tax time. Dun-dun-dun. Don't forget, you can always file for an extension, so don't get stressed out. Just make sure you've paid enough tax along the way that you don't get burned. So, Nike had a really good quarter. And I bring that up not because oftentimes on the show I say, go for number one. Don't go for number two or three. You know, I like Under Armour. I think it's a very sexy product. I think it's a well-run company. I think they've made a lot of inroads. But Nike controls the NFL. Nike's starting to control world soccer. Those two things, and when I look around and I see grown man wearing a a jersey, grown men shouldn't wear jerseys. I'm sorry, unless you played for the team, you shouldn't wear a jersey as a grown man. I think it's laughable. And for those of you who refer to sports teams as we, like you're part of them, oh, we had a big win last night. No, these multimillionaires who never met you had a big win last night. Ah, Harvard wins first NCAA tournament game after overcoming key player losses. What's interesting about Harvard, and again, I'm not trying to get you into what I think is the greatest two weeks of sports. It's a pretty good two weeks. I think World Cup is a little bit better. World Cup soccer, but again, I'm biased. Um... But Harvard, their top two players from last year, had to resign at the start of this year because of cheating. And who doesn't love a good Harvard cheating story? Like, spoiled brat goes to one of the most egregiously wonderful schools in the nation, and then boom, out you go, cheater. So big celebrations for white, Asian, African-American, super nerds around the country. Big celebration. A lot of lawyers last night. Probably pretty darn happy. Um, Nike. Nike's in the news. Talking about sustainability. I heard Apple say yesterday that they get 60 to 70% of their energy from sustainable resources. So Nike's partnering with Swiss companies to increase the sustainability of textiles using their products. Textiles like fabrics. Nike has 800 factories worldwide. That's freakish. Like, I guess in my head, I've always seen one super monolithic factory in China with small children working 24-hour shifts, eight days of the week. But no, they've got 800 factories. Suppliers will have access to two tools through the partnership. I bring this up because this has become more and more of a story. In 2000. 99, 98, 1998, people didn't care about corporate boards, the board of directors. They didn't care about, you know, 
Are they fiduciaries? Are they making good decisions, bad decisions? Back in that time, what people cared about was uh, make me money. Greed is good. What can we do to get the stock higher? And then the correction hits, and then a recession hits, and people are now starting to look at a board and say, no, we need strategic partners as board of directors, yes. But we also have to be fiduciaries and report to our shareholders' credibility. I look at a company's shareholders. I look at their board of directors. I want to see some mutual funds that are value-oriented in the value stocks that I like. I want to see some mutual funds that are growth-oriented in the growth stocks that I like. I don't want to find the next great, big, wondrous, amazing, super technology elite company. Like Marin Software IPO today. I have no interest. It can go from 19 bucks to a million, and I'll miss it. Because I'm not trying to play that. I want to see how they do during winter months. I want to see how they do during summer months. Will they wilt? Will they freeze? Will business go away? They're very much so about cloud and mobile, which is going to show fantastic growth. There's no doubt about it. Um, I, I want to see some cycles before I, I start feeling comfortable. It's like love. If you were to just say, I'm going to go out on 10 dates with a person before I decide if I love them or not. But nope. First date, you're like, She's so funny. She laughs at my jokes. We got so much chemistry. Well, trust me. Find out her chemistry at Christmas time when you don't buy her diamond. See if you still love her. See if she still loves you. Find out her chemistry when you oversleep and hang out with your buddies one night. You got to get through. You got to shake these people out. You're just Rob Black and your money. Got a couple events coming up. You can learn more about... My Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning at robblack.com. And we've got a big business expo in Fremont next Wednesday. Good morning. Welcome in to Roberto Negro y Doleros. Rob Black and your money. Cash money, cold, cold cash money. Someone sent me an email yesterday saying that it was the greatest show I've ever done. I'm like, clearly, hasn't listened to today's show. I don't know what he was listening to. <laughs> Anyhow, and anyway, um, I'm Rob Black. I want to say I'm an advocate for you in an industry. I think we all need advocates. For instance, did you know, like, um, your child, if they're in the hospital and they need to get pricked with a needle to get blood. Only allowed two pricks. You can't use your kid as a pincushion. But some people will let the nursing aide like learn and learn and learn and learn and learn on your kid. You need an advocate and someone say, hey, that's enough. I'm your advocate for money. I'm tired of some of the things that I see. I see a lot of scams out there. I see a lot of people put their names on issues that aren't in your best interest. They may convince themselves that they are, but they're not. This is a simple game. Keep your costs low. Give yourself a lot of time. Accumulate assets. In the world of saving, I met a woman Wednesday who was like, she's got two daughters? One daughter at least. And she's like, yeah, we we cut TV out of my house. Cut cable. Later I find out she's got a TV in the house, and she's got Apple TV, so she's got you know some programs that she's able to watch, and Hulu or what have you, Netflix. So she wasn't totally being honest, but she, was, you know, she needs an advocate, because I'm like, how much are you saving for retirement? Oh, nothing. I'm like, you need to save 15%, period. If you could save 10, that's good. 15 is great. That's where you need to be. So I'm your advocate, and I'll say things like, cut cable. You know, my brother David has a beautiful, beautiful daughter named Carter. And when she was born, he said, I'm not going to drink. And so he only drinks really, really like a glass of wine at like special dinners kind of thing. 
And he cut TV. Sold cable, sold the TV, gone. Didn't even have a TV in his house. When there was a Super Bowl, he'd rent a TV. He'd rent like a 100-incher and they'd bring it in and everyone would enjoy, right? Long story short, if I could do a long story short at this point, which I probably can't, his daughter turned out great. I'm going to I could... Now again, you can take my showtime and my Dexter away from me over my dead, cold, remote control thumb. But no, you're not going to take away. For me, it's not an issue. But I don't. I save fifteen percent. I don't scrimp by. I don't have a budget that doesn't include massive savings. Or I do have a budget that includes massive savings. You see what I'm? So I'm your advocate. That's my goal on the show, and it doesn't always work out that way. Um, I want you to go long-term. I want you to be patient with your investments. I want you to understand that real estate is a liability if it's got a mortgage on it. You owe that money. You lose your job and you lose that house. A friend of mine last year, her dad, she told me, had to file for bankruptcy because he enjoyed the California real estate market in the 90s, took some of that money out of his house and bought another house and took some of it out of that one and bought another house and took some of it out of that and bought another house and then all four houses in foreclosure. A mechanic at United. He had enough. As Adele once said about the buffet table, she could have had it all, but she didn't. She saved some space for pudding. He had it all. The guy had it all. And he just got greedy and he thought it was going to be Donald Trump. Fortunately, he didn't quit his day job, which has a nice pension. Better than expected earnings from Tiffany's and Nike drive the market higher today. That's nice. Cypress continues to work on a rescue package. Bank of America a little bit lower today. I like Bank of America for the long-term patient investor. Morgan Stanley a little bit lower today. I've got a friend in the industry who's fearful of banks. He's like, most of the banks... Most of the banks, they've done all the refinancing they could do. The refinancings are going to dry up. It's going to be horrible. Banks aren't stupid. Banks will make their money. I prefer regional banks that don't have exposure to Europe right now. So even though I like the Morgan Stanleys of the world, I still say, hey, it's a little bit too international, and Europe still hasn't played itself out yet. If I were to go with, like, an international... I'd own just a little bit. And I'd wait for a shoe to fall, or I'd wait for a confirmed rally based on earnings, and I'd buy a little bit more. Again, I'm not you. So don't go out there and try to be me. I know one listener gave me his portfolio a couple weeks ago to take a look at. He bought Apple eight times in the last like year. So after it runs from 60 bucks to 550 he decides to buy. So it goes from five fifty to six fifty to seven. Buys a little bit more. That's not my strategy. I don't know what to do in that scenario. I couldn't imagine owning one stock. First things first, you gotta say how much is it sit worth? And can I take a loss? Psychologically, is it going to devastate me to do this? Apple's a cute income play. Can they become a growth play again? I don't think Samsung's phones are all that in a bucket of chicken. They're nice. Apple's up three bucks today. Low valuation. Dividend yield that people expect are going, is going to be bumped up. Hmm. What else do we have to hit? Mr. Black, Mr. Black, you have to hit. What do I have to hit? Hillary Rodham Clinton is beating both Jeb Bush and Mario Rubio? Marco Rubio? Rubio. Down in Florida? In polls? Could you imagine? The Clinton years were so positive in everyone's mind on the stock market and the dot-com era that if they were to run... If she were to run against a Bush, who a lot of people looked at as an era of war, an era of the dot-com days imploded, who's going to win that election? So we're starting to think about, I know you're saying, really? We're starting to think about 2016? Yeah. 
That's what Wall Street does. Um, I think that's about all I got. Pepsi's got a new bottle coming out. It's weird looking. It's strange looking. For the first time in 17 years, Pepsi is changing the shape of its familiar bottle. The new strange twisty shape is certainly different. It's designed to get sales to pick up. You walk in, you go, that's interesting. It's not uniform. It's a little asymmetrical. There's edginess. There's playfulness. The soda's 16 and 20 ounce bottles are set to change, but it might take a year or two to, you know, ease out of a 1997 design on sodas. So, I don't know. Is that enough of a story that you get excited? No. See, Pepsi's sales in North America fell 4% last year. So, in the end, on Wall Street, you look for sales, and they're trying to change. They're trying to get, you know, you to go in the store and say, ooh, I want that edgy, weird-looking thing. What is that? This is Rob Black and Your Money. Got a big business expo coming up at kdow.biz. You can learn more about that on Wednesday. I got my Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning event following Thursday. Learn more about that at robblack.com. AM 1220, Katie Percent. That's a Bloomberg Market Minute. to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and Radio Station. I don't like stepping on the oh oh oh. I don't want to be that guy. So, one of the areas that I take some pride in is debunking some of the crap advice that's out there. And one of them is REITs, Real Estate Investment Trusts. I love REITs. But I like the publicly traded ones. I don't like the private ones. The private REITs, if you take a look at what FINRA says, which is an organization that monitors product, financial product, regulates people in the industry, FINRA sees private REITs as venture capital. Private real estate where someone else is pulling together the money, making the decisions, and you're just throwing the money at, you know, people. And you're hoping that they're good investors with your money. You're hoping that they're not having big parties. You're hoping that they've got sound management. Because there's no proof. It's, it's You're not getting financial statements from them. So private REITs are totally different than publicly traded REITs. Publicly traded REITs are two totally different beasts. They couldn't be different in... in, It's almost as if it's like a professional soccer player versus a peewee soccer player. Just totally different bodies, totally different types of ligaments. You get the idea of what I'm trying to go at. So publicly traded REITs are public. They have to share information legally. Private REITs, they can take your money and... Go out and buy a piece of property, and then you get a dividend, and you're like, "Wow, I'm getting a dividend." They're getting their cash flow positive, and they're pulling in. No, 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 no. They go out and get more money, and they give you that money. So what you're hope for with a private REIT is for someday that it comes public. I don't like private REITs. Private REITs are venture capital. Do you know how much venture capitalists make? When a deal hits, they've hit a home run, right? Of which, I was talking to a guy from uh, a really cool product called XTV, and you can go Google this. Uh, go Google XTV. So, let's say last night, you're at a bar, and you're watching a basketball game, NCAAs, and maybe it's on TNT, or maybe it's on CBS, I don't know, it's on one of them, right? You can't tell because you're at a bar. TV's too far away. So, you hold up your cell phone, you face it towards the TV, and then suddenly you're watching that game on your cell phone. You go home and you're streaming it on your cell phone, on the train, in the car, 
uh, in the cab, wherever. It's a pretty cool service. Again, you carrier agreements are, are going to be big on this. But it's trying to do something that Roku's not doing and that Apple TV's not even thought about yet. So he's a guy who, you know, he starts companies. This is, I think, his fourth or fifth company that he started. The guy I was talking to last night. And um, venture capital is risky. Will this concept, will they be able to get the big carriers to say, take, take the game with you? Or not. And what does that do to the cable players? Like ABC, NBC, CBS probably wouldn't be upset if you're watching the game on your phone. Probably. As long as you're watching the commercials, right? So anyway, where do I go with this? Back to venture capitalists. They make a lot of money. Investment bankers make a lot of money. You know what an investment banker does? Investor banker goes to that company, XTV, and says... I will raise you $600 million, but we're going to keep $100 million for ourselves. Take it or leave it. Done. Investment bankers, two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars $500,000. You're a poor investment banker if you're not making over 500000 a year. So that's why I don't like private REITs. It's venture capital without being said it's venture capital. It's the ability to raise money and get huge commissions. But you're like, oh, it sounds like I own real estate. Mortgage REITs, apartment REITs. There's different types of real estate investment trusts. Offices, shopping centers, storage space. The REIT structure spares them from income taxes as long as they distribute 90% of net income and dividends. Buy dividends. So the REIT status, the tax status, means it's a trust. It's a real estate investment trust. Trust trust is the tax, tax status. So some of these loans are backed by Ginnie Mae, Government National Mortgage Association. Some of them are backed by Fannie Mae loans, Federal National Mortgage Association. Some of them aren't. The ones clearly who aren't are going to have a higher dividend yield. There's a company called American Capital Mortgage, ticker symbol MTGE. It's got a 13% yield. That's crazy. Would I own it? Probably not all by itself. But maybe I'd own it as part of another income portfolio. And maybe that's the riskiest part of my income strategy. You want a high yielder? Apollo Residential Mortgage. They've got a large amount of its 15-year loans, a lot of its mortgages in 15-year loans, which offer more protection from interest rate spiral than longer-term mortgages. Keep in mind, if you own a 30-year mortgage at 3.5%, 4%, in 30 years, the mortgage rate's 7%, 7.5%, you're hosed. Because you need someone to buy your property from you for about the same cost of money. Otherwise, they're going to be buying a lot less property if interest rates have spiraled up. It's a brutal concept while you're driving, picking your nose, looking at your cell phone, and I'm just talking about interest rates spiraling up versus interest rates staying the same. I get it. Did y'all see the clip? You've had to see the clip of the guy picking his nose at the basketball game. The two broadcasters are sitting in front of the fans, and this fan, just he decides to be funny, and he just starts digging in there. He's my hero because that makes me laugh. I like taking the time of the day to laugh, to enjoy. So if a camera's ever on you or on people in front of you, pick your nose. Rob Black will endorse you. Oh, good golly, Miss Molly. Let's take a look at the market numbers. Market numbers? SP 500's up 9. Dow's up 84, the NASDAQ up 15. Anything you want to talk about today, drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. I have a wealth preservation retirement planning event coming up one week from, less than a week from today, next Thursday. This coming Thursday evening, it's going to be in Santa Clara, 5201 Great America Parkway. It's wealth preservation retirement planning. It's March 28th from 639, March 28th from 630 to 9. 5201 Great America Parkway, Santa Clara. It's at the Tech Mart. It's all about wealth preservation, retirement planning. You can learn more about it and sign up for free at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. 
little Edward Sharp taking a break. Got the KDOW Business Exo coming up on Wednesday. That's a whole event. You can find out all the details at KDOW.biz. So I'm doing something useful. I'm updating my Facebook profile page. While there, I'm watching a deaf baby hearing for the first time with cochlear ear, ear implants. Ear cochlear implants. Something like that. And he can hear his mother's voice for the first time. And he smiles. And it doesn't make me want to cry. I turn into a blubbering idiot. No. For those of you who update your Facebook profile, I hate you. For those of you who watch babies hearing their mother speak for the first time, you got too much time on your hands. Let's talk real serious, important stuff. Pepsi's changing its bottles. Are you with me or are you against me? DreamWorks has got a movie coming out this weekend called The Crudes. Wall Street expected it to be a disaster. Um, what's this mean to you? Right? Hold on. Stay with me for a second. Stay with me for a second. The Crudes. Wall Street expects it to be a disaster. I was talking with James Fletcher from Cron4 News. I work at a TV station during the mornings. And uh, he said him and his kids got to see a preview, and he said it was hilarious, and everyone was loving it. So it's ancillary. It's the Crudes. The DreamWorks had a disaster with Rise of the Guardians. Where this is coming from, where I'm going at with this, is a very simple concept of things that you know can make you money. Things that you know can be great investment ideas. What I see people do too often is try to hit a home run. What I see is people getting into stocks that they don't understand. Like Marin Software came public today. I'm not saying don't go there. I'm saying it's tough. What do you really know about software that analyzes Web 2.0 experiences like Facebook? So um, invest in what you know. If you're going to take chances with things like individual stocks, invest in what you know. Like I have a saying. If you ever find me in a Radio Shack or an Applebee's, I'll give you $10,000 cash. I, I, I'm not an Applebee's kind of guy. Something about turning 30 stops you from going to really horrible restaurants. But could I invest in an Applebee's? No. But like when you can get a steak for 5 bucks, there's something very, very wrong with said piece of meat. Should we... Oh, okay. You know who else I, I despise? People who watch other people play video games. Now, I understand the old day at the arcade when we were children and you'd watch someone else play a game because you didn't want to throw quarters and quarters and quarters into it. But part of what's happening in gaming is people watch other people play. And they spend millions of hours. In the past year and a half, there's a startup that lets people watch other people play video games. It's called Twitch, Twitch TV. 3.2 million unique users have jumped all the way in a year and a half all the way up to 28 million users. The streaming site doesn't create any of its own content. It relies on gamers and partners to stream live content, whether it be video games, conferences, or major league gaming coverage. Crazy, right? Let's go to a call. Sir, madam... Yes, hello. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm fine. I know you're always talking about Warren Buffett and liking his stock choices. And I read recently that he bought a stock called National Orwell Varco, ticker symbol NOV. It's one I had not been familiar with and started doing a little research on it and wanted your opinion. Have you seen the video of the baby with cochlear implants? No. Let's check. Taking a poll. It's pretty heartbreaking when you see him smile at his mom. Um, are you a Warren Buffett fan with yourself like I am? Uh, yeah, and I own Berkshire Hathaway. Okay. So do you want to own NOV National Oil Well Varco on the side, yeah. or you just want a little bit more? Well, I guess both, but I would consider 
you know, if it's a good choice, if Warren Buffett thinks so and you think so, then I would consider purchasing it. Are you a wealthy woman? Wealthy? I'm com- certainly comfortable. Okay. You single? <laughs> yes, at the moment. Always looking for my next sugar mama. <laughs> um, and I'm kidding. I know you are, but so that's okay. I blush. Um, so it's a play on oil, clearly, as you well know. Yeah. Um, National Oil Well and Vark. I'm pulling up some financials right now. Give me just a second. It makes uh, equipment to drill oil and gas. Right. So, there, again, a lot of people understand that, like, there's semiconductors, there's semiconductor equipment that makes the semiconductors. Um, the oil industry has the same, you know, do you go with the infrastructure side or do you go with the end product, like a gasoline station? Um, Warren Buffett's a smart man, so that's the first thing that you got going with you. Mm-hmm. He's does make mistakes. That's worthy of noting. It's a play on energy, which, you know, the equipment to get energy out of the ground right now is, it's wonderful. So National Oil Well Varco is the tool man that provides goods and services and services, not just the equipment, not just the tools, but the services for exploring and producing oil around the world. Um, These are some crazy stuff, you know, stuff that you and I couldn't possibly make. So it's so specialized that that's why they're good at what they do. They do mud pumps, they do cranes, they do jacking systems. They've got 900 locations, six continents. Um, let's see, is it still even trading? Or since he's acquired it, it's just going to go sideways until he acquires it. So there's really no play on it. Um, did he just take a stake in it or did he acquire the whole company? No, I, he bought 5.3 million shares okay. last year, it says. Okay, uh, readers share some top picks on the surprising market. It's a Ah, you're starting to kill me. You're a chatty woman. You may be wealthy, but you're chatty. (laughs) Um, Forgive me, please. Uh, Good golly. The valuation looks a little pricey for a tools player. I'm trying to see what their numbers look like for next year. Give me a second, and thanks for the call. The dividend isn't really a reason to own the stock, so don't rush out on that level. Um, let's pull up some financials. Got, uh, give me a second. I didn't have my uh, call screener up today because I log on with my account, and when I log in with my account, I don't have a call screener, so I didn't pull up all the financials before you called, so I'm doing it on the fly. And I'm at the radio station. It's got the world's slowest internet connection ever. Um, nice numbers. $12 billion to $14 billion to $20 billion. Nice. Gross profit, 3.8 to 4.4 to 5.3. Nice. Um, one last thing. Give me, I want to see some numbers from Wall Street as far as how they've done. You would probably want to compare them to like a Schlumberger or a Halliburton. One of the things that I want to throw out there with you is I said they look expensive for a tools company. You want to find other tool companies that are similar. Maybe a, a rig, a BHI. SEC filings that I'm looking at right now are tied towards hedge funds. And what are they saying? Yeah, Berkshire Hathaway recently, you know, some of his holdings, Wells Fargo, DeVita, General Motors, DirecTV, uh, Verisign Precision, IBM, National Oil Varco are positions that he's been adding to. So you got that going for you. He's also picked up some shares recently of Precision Cast Parts, a metal fabrication company. Um, picked up another 1.2 million shares. His newest position was Archer Daniels Midland. While he was picking up Heinz as the acquisition, he was picking up more shares. So, yeah, I have no problem with the company. I'm not going to go that direction. I'm not going to go into the, oh, it's, it's a little bit on the boring side, but it's in the right sector. You've heard about fracking and getting gas and oil out of the ground and how the United States is going to be energy dependent by the year 2020. Could that be possible? Um, in theory, it looks that way, and this is the type of company that's going to be selling some you know, stuff to pump stuff out of the ground. Antitrust Division of the United States Department of Justice closed its investigation into the company. There's no action taken against the company. That's, that's a pretty good thing. When you're being investigated for a monopoly... Now, again, Microsoft did it kind of all wrong. 
Yeah, I, I'm plus. To me, it looks like a market performer, so it's like, it's not sexy, but it looks nice. I'm, I'm, I'm with it. So thanks for the call. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. You want to flirt with your rich mother? Have her call the show. 800-516-1220. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. Um, Obamacare is going to get some teeth in it next year, and people are going to start learning that they have to pay for health care. Everyone. So even that person is unemployed. Everyone's going to be paying for health care. SP 500 up 9, the Dow up 85, the NASDAQ up 14. Nike having a great, just a fantastic quarter. And they're telling us that the world's good. You are good, world. So, um, real nice quarter. Uh, Tiffany's, very nice quarter. You know, yesterday we got a little bit of weakness out of FedEx. And I like FedEx. Um, UPS seems to be a better run company ever so slightly. One was once a trucking company that got into a lot of flights. One was a flight company that got into a lot of trucks. So, Greek stocks are on a tear. That's an interesting headline. Wow, they really are. Big headlines continue to come out of Cyprus where leaders are scrambling to structure a deal to bail out the country's banks. Video.biz for expo information coming up next Wednesday, five days from now. Fremont, California. There's too many vendors for me to go over. Learn more at kdow.biz. Come meet me Thursday evening in Santa Clara, Tech Mart. You learn more about that wealth preservation event at robblack.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. This is a pretty tragic time in our world. Mad Men hasn't started up. True Blood stinks. There's no good TV on. Walking Dead only has two more episodes. the penultimate episode. Nah, this is truly a, a sad time. We've got a tough economy and people give less and less to charities. This is a sad time because I think Americans get it all wrong when it comes to saving for retirement. American seniors are becoming more likely to increase their debt. They saw the biggest percentage jump in borrowing relative to any other group over the past decade. The financial health of older Americans, they lack the savings and investments to retire comfortably. Recessions damaged many of their nest eggs and fewer Americans are saving anything for retirement. The level, listen to this, the median level of debt amongst households led by someone 65 and older rose nearly 120%. The level of people 65 and older carrying large debt, anywhere from roughly 12000 to 26000 extra debt coming on. Older households are less likely to own their homes free and clear than they once were. So seniors are growing in debt. Secured debt, non-secured debt. Median people ages 55 through 64 saw their typical or median household debt rise 64% to $70,000. Younger people are borrowing more money to pay for college. Even as they cut credit card use, which is good. Those under 35 saw the typical debt rise 13%. For the record, I like companies... I. I have no problem with you investing like a Capital One. Keep in mind, there's only so many stocks you can buy. Capital One, big credit card company. They're not in the business of losing money. So, do I like Visa more than Capital One? I kind of do. American Express, yeah, sure, I can make that case too. MasterCard, yeah, I can make... Oh, boy, now suddenly we're like too many stocks, right? Those are all very strong names. 
And again, I'm not telling you to go out and buy anything. If you hear that in my voice, then you've, you've done something wrong. You can't hear, and you, maybe you need a cochlear implant. I know you're saying that. You're, not, you're, you're using that word wrong. Maybe. It's a Nike big quarter. You know, I don't want to get too caught up in Nike's quarter, because I don't think that's a smart thing to do. I think it's important to look at quarters. I think it's more important to look at the long term. Take a look at a Nike. And on the shelf, say, that you invest from age 20 to 60. And the stock is not at its all-time high. Fractions, pennies underneath its all-time high. It's been a winner-winner chicken dinner as far as the stock goes. You know I've identified myself with this company. It's an easy company to explain to you. Go back to 1987, it was a $0.65 cent stock. Three years later, it was a buck forty, big winner. Five years later, it's was four forty. Five years after that, in two, year 2000, it was 7 bucks. So far, one, two, two five-year periods and a three-year period since the IPO, all up. From 2000 to 2005, that's right, up, double to 21. From 2005 at 21 to where it is in 2010, $32. So 20 to 32. From 2010 to where it is three years later, 53 bucks. So that's one, two, three, four, four five-year periods, a three-year period and a three-year period. So that's 26 years if I'm counting right. All of them up. All those periods up. Do you see how you win on Wall Street? I'm loving it. McDonald's. McDonald's and Nike are almost the same company in my mind. In the sense that they're big companies that will be around the day we die. Would I buy Nike today? Yeah, if I'm under 40. If I'm over 40 or over 50, maybe I'm looking for a pullback in the stock market, an entry point. 10% if I'm aggressive, 20% if I'm conservative. And these are just numbers that I throw out that mean nothing. They know nothing. Um, So you can't say, I'm jumping in. But you start developing a plan. You start seeing how you're going to play the game. Hmm. Not a big fan of cleanses. I'll throw that out there. Not a big fan of cleanses. Some YouTube channels will soon be able to charge users. That's pretty interesting, especially when you think about YouTube. They've got over a billion active users at this point in time. YouTube invited advertisers, partners, and more to a big L.A. production event. Some of the YouTube channels will soon charge viewers for YouTubers who create value in a small but passionate fan base. Potential paid channels unlocks an opportunity to create new revenue stream. Gangnam style. You need to be paying for some Gangnam. YouTube has adapted well to the mobile revolution. Mobile consumption took everyone by surprise, not just YouTube, but every big service out there. One billion monthly users on YouTube. YouTube's got very little reason to fret right now. They're the right place at the right time. Don't forget, I get a wealth preservation retirement planning event coming up Thursday evening. You can learn more about that. It's in Santa Clara at the Tech Mart. It's free at robblack.com. KDO's got the big business expo on Wednesday. Learn more about that at kdo.biz. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.